please open your Bibles with me to the book of Revelations. Revelations chapter 17. And we'll be looking there at verse 14. Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. We read here in God's only holy book, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the the Lamb shall overcome them. For He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and they that are with Him are called and chosen and faithful. Called, chosen, and and faithful. Three blessed characteristics of God's people. A people which are summed up very blessedly in the words of our text as they that are with him. Who are they with? The Lamb, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Our blessed Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, they that are with him. Not those who oppose Him, but those that are with Him. Not those who are against Him, but those who are found by Him and in Him. Before we look at these three words, called, chosen, and faithful, I'd like to spend a little time looking at two other words in our text. Two words that represent two groups of people in the world. They and them. Them that the Lord will overcome, and they that are with Him. The expression, they that are with Him, sets forth to our view very blessedly the doctrine of God's distinguishing grace in Christ. From Genesis to Revelation, we read of God's distinguishing grace. We hear God's word set forth the distinction between they and them over and over again as they who are vessels of mercy and them that are not. Look with me there in Romans chapter 9. You can keep your place in Revelation chapter 17. We'll be going back there. Romans chapter 9, verse 9. I'll begin reading at verse 22. Romans chapter 9, verse 22. What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with, mu- with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore prepared unto glory? Vessels of mercy prepared unto glory, and vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. They and them. They who are his sheep and them who are not. Look over there with me at John's Gospel, chapter 10. Verse 25. We read the words of our Lord here. Jesus answered them, I told you and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. 
but ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep. That's remarkable, the reason he gives why they don't believe. They're not his sheep. It's not that they didn't have a right understanding or they didn't hear right or maybe somebody needed to come along and straighten out their understanding. Very plainly is the gospel set forth by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They believe not because they are not his sheep. He continues to declare, As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. They and them. They who hear his voice and them that do not. They who are his sheep and them that are not. Beloved, how solemn are the gospel words of our Lord. He declares, I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen. Beloved, my only hope is not that I have chosen him, but rather that he has chosen me. May the Lord make it known to you this morning through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth that he has indeed chosen you. We will examine our text under the following headings. Overcome, called, chosen, and faithful. Overcome. We'll turn back to Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. We read here in the first part of our text, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. Every one of us born into this world are by nature children of wrath. Born into this world with a fist held high, angrily crying no in the face of God. No to his Redeemer. No to his reign. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 1, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Until God delivers us, we are in no way different than those mentioned in our text as those that shall make war with the Lamb. God's word declares that we are estranged from the womb and go astray as soon as we are born, speaking lies. When we were born into this world, we were born into it bent towards evil from the very moment we came forth from our mother's womb bent to make war with the lamb since the fall of our father Adam we all come forth from the room from the womb ruined if you think you are a sinner because you sin you have that backwards my friend you are a sinner and have always been so and all the sons of Adam are made in his image the image of a fallen man, and because you are a sinner, you sin. Tell me, did you learn to lie from your mother and father? 
Did they set you aside and teach you that? No. You came forth from your mother's womb a sinner. Turn with me to Romans chapter 3, verse 9. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved that both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. Beloved, we are all under sin. We are no better than the inhabitants of the earth mentioned in Revelation chapter 17. We too were made drunk with the wine of the fornication of false religion and for a time drank her lies and enjoyed her abominations and filthiness. How did you do that, you ask? Before the Lord saved you, you thought you had good works. Works that commended you to God. You, re- you reveled in the lie of all false religion that God did his part and you were bent to doing your part. So, beloved, what happened to you? How is it that you now know that all your works are filthy rags? Simply put, you heard the gospel voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with me to John's Gospel, chapter 3. I'll begin reading in verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God." This is the testimony of our Lord and Savior that the deeds of the world are evil. And if God gives you grace to hear Him, you'll take sides against yourself and agree with Him that indeed every one of your deeds are evil. None of our deeds commend ourselves to God. Our text reads, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. Every one of us by nature make war with the Lamb. We are by nature children that are against Him. But praise the Lord, he shall overcome, he shall conquer. How are the inhabitants of the earth overcome? How does he overcome a rebel like you and a rebel like me? We are overcome, we are conquered by the Lamb, who is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. We are conquered by the sovereign Savior, Jesus Christ. The Lamb shall overcome them. Now, who's them that the Lamb shall overcome? 
In our text, the meaning here is the world, but its application is far-reaching. Our sovereign Lord will conquer everyone. (laughs) He'll conquer everyone. And you and I will be conquered by the Lord Jesus Christ in one of two ways. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 2. Verse 12. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. My friend, you'll either be made to kneel upon the rock of your salvation and kiss the Son, or be crushed beneath it in your unbelief. You'll either be conquered in love and find yourself with Him, or you'll find yourself conquered in wrath and find yourself against Him. Either way, my friend, you'll be conquered. (laughs) It's a blessing to be conquered in salvation, I'll tell you that. (laughs) That is what the word overcome means here in our text, conquered. To have the victory to be conquered and our dear Lord is a conquering king beloved you who believe on Christ you know that it was his love that has conquered you for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall kiss him whosoever shall worship him whosoever shall believe on him shall not perish but have everlasting life Now, there are three things here, beloved, that describe believing sinners like you and like me. Three blessed characteristics that distinguish his beloved people, a people who are with him from those that are against him. May the Lord be pleased to teach us what it is to kiss the Son, looking at these three blessed words describing those that are with the Lord Jesus Christ, those who are saved those who put their trust in Him. And blessed is everyone who puts their trust in Him. First, they are called. Second, they are chosen. And third, they are faithful. Let's look at our first heading, called. Let's turn back to our text there in Revelation chapter 17. Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. Let's read it again. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And they that are with Him are called and chosen and faithful. Our text declares, they that are with Him are called. How are we we to understand this being called? How is it apart from being chosen? When God describes those who are called here in our text, we must look here to the covenant engagements of our Heavenly Father. He declares, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I'll have compassion 
on whom I have compassion. But who are they that will be the objects of his mercy and love? The Father condescends to tell us in the book of Hosea, I will say to them which were not my people, Thou art my people, and they shall say, Thou art my God. All of us by nature are rebels, natural-born enemies of God. Whether you be a Jew or a Gentile, all of us are born by nature, a people who are so thoroughly and completely against God, so thoroughly and completely alienated from God through sin, that it may be said of us that we are not his people. But God says in the covenant of grace, I want to show you this. This is in Romans chapter 9. Turn there with me. This is what our Heavenly Father says in the eternal covenant of God's sovereign grace. Romans chapter 9, verse 25. As he say in Hosea, I will call them my people which were not my people, and her beloved which was not beloved. In the eternal covenant of grace, we learn that the Father will call out a people from among the inhabitants of the earth. But I want to know if that includes me. I know that the Father has called a people that are not his people, his people, but I I want to know if it includes me. I know you do too, beloved. I mean, who are those whom the Father will call? This leads us to our next heading. Chosen. Our text reads, Not only are they that are with the Lord Jesus Christ called, but also it is said of them that they are chosen. In our previous heading, God's word sets forth for us, a people who are not his people will be called his people. But I want to know, how is it that they are chosen? Let's turn back to Psalm chapter 2. And we'll begin reading there. We'll read verse 8. This is our Heavenly Father declaring in the covenant of grace a commandment to His beloved Son our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. In the covenant of grace, God the Father commands the Son, Ask of me, and I will give the nations for thine inheritance. Before the foundation of the world, before there was ever a man in the world, within the eternal counsel of God himself, the Father says, Son, I will call the people. Ask of me. Choose them. Who will you call from among the nations? Well, beloved, who does the Son choose that will be those that the Father will call? We will in a few moments hear the blessed assurance of the holy calling, the effectual calling of God done by the Holy Spirit but I will leave that off for now. Let me ask the question again. Who does the Son of God ask for? Who will He choose?
Turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 9. God give you grace to learn from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 13. Go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. What a mother load of blessing and comfort is here contained for you, beloved. The Father commands the Son, Ask of me, who do you choose that we call? Here is the blessed answer, sinner. I am come to call sinners. (laughs) What right do I have to not believe that he, he is... He chose to shed his blood for me. What right do I have to believe he did not choose me? Receive it, sinner. Your God, your King, says he chose to save sinners. (laughs) How undeserving we are of his love and grace. For his own reasons, he chose to save sinners. A sinner like you and a sinner like me. Beloved, here we learn that not only have we been called, but very blessed is the teaching here, that our Lord, in obedience to his Father, has chosen us to salvation. And our Lord declares, I know whom I have chosen. Do you remember what our, our Lord said to his disciples? Turn with me to John chapter 15. <clears throat> John chapter 15, and we'll look there in verse 16. You'll not hear any murmuring from God's people from these blessed words. (laughs) In verse 16, our Lord declared to the disciples, our, our brothers, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of my Father in my name, he may give it you. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 21. Verse 2. Thou hast given him his heart's desire. Psalm 21, verse 2. Thou hast given him his heart's desire and hast not withholden the request of his lips. Beloved, you are his heart's desire. And our Heavenly Father will not withhold the request of the lips of his well-pleasing Son. Thou hast given him his heart's desire and hast not withholden the request of his lips. What is... His request, beloved. Do you remember? (laughs) Turn with me to John's Gospel, chapter 17. John, 
verse 24. No man ever prayed like this. I will. (laughs) Father, I will that they also whom Thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which Thou hast given me. For Thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Friend, if you've not yet heard it, He has chosen to save sinners. The covenant command of our Heavenly Father given to our blessed Lord is ask of me. And the gospel of His dear Son declares who He asked for. (laughs) I am not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. God's word declares in 2 Thessalonians verse 13, We are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. The Son of God has chosen you, beloved, <laughs> to salvation and manifest this through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, which leads us to our final heading. Faithful. Our text reads, not only are they that are with the Lord called and chosen, but they are also said to be faithful. If we are to understand this word faithful, we must first be made to understand what it is to overcome the world. And the Lord's righteous condemnation of it. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 5. And we'll begin reading there in verse 5. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Those who are faithful are made faithful through the righteous life and faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. In our first two headings, we learn that God the Father has called, that God the Son has chosen, and in this last heading, I hold to your view what God the Spirit does in the salvation of His people. Our Lord declares very plainly and clearly that if we are to enter into the kingdom of heaven, we must be born again. It is the Spirit's work to make known to us all the things that pertain to the Son of God. Until we are quickened by God's Spirit, we will never understand. Turn with me to Romans chapter 3. Verse 11. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. 
How are we to view this verse? When you and I were born into this world, we were born into it ruined. Ruined by sin, by the indwelling sin of Adam. And because of Adam's sin, every one of his descendants is born a ruined rebel. A rebel who left to themselves will never understand anything spiritual. Just as a brute beast that slaves after gods of his own making. But don't despair, sinner. (laughs) Don't despair. Though you do not seek God, (laughs) he will seek and save you. (laughs) For he said, he has come to seek and to save that which is lost. And because of this, you will come to understand that there is only one who is faithful. In fact, tis his faith that justifies us, beloved. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Why are his commandments not grievous to the believer? And God's commandments, they're good. There's nothing wrong with them. But the reason why they're not grievous is because they've been kept perfectly by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. We're not justified by our faith, beloved. We're justified by the perfect and righteous faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. But by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. The one object of our faith is the Lord Jesus Christ, His blessed person and His finished saving work. When the Holy Ghost quickens us and gives us life, He brings with it an understanding, the understanding of Christ. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. Left to ourselves, we will never understand. We will never seek. But praise the Lord, (laughs) He seeks and saves his people. In verse 20 of 1 John, we read, We know. We just don't believe it. We've been made to know it, beloved. We know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Now, the Holy Spirit is not mentioned here. But his work is set forth. For the Son promised, When the Comforter is come, I will send unto you. When the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. Now, before there was a time when you could not seek God because of your utter and total ruin, we could not understand. We could not know him. But blessed be the Lord, he hath given us an understanding by the quickening 
Holy Spirit of God. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Beloved, it is my ardent prayer that indeed the Lord has made it known to you this morning through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth that he has chosen you unto salvation and making known to you three blessed truths that pertain to you, sinner. To those whom our blessed Lord came to seek and save. First, that ye have been called. God our Father has declared, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which were not beloved. Second, that ye have been chosen. God the Son, our blessed Redeemer, has asked the Father in in the covenant of grace, give me not the righteous, but sinners to save. He declares, I came to call sinners to repentance. Third, you have been made faithful. God the Spirit, the Comforter, our Lord promised, has come to make it known to us that we are no longer servants to sin, but servants of the Lord. And that our heritage is this, that our faithfulness, our righteousness is of Him, who is always faithful, never fails, and has never sinned. May the Holy Spirit be pleased to quicken you and make it known to you that from the beginning He has chosen you to salvation and grant that you believe the truth, that He has called you, chosen you, and made you, through the merits of His beloved Son, faithful in His sight and faithful to His word. He said, Surely, They are my people, children that will not lie. So he was their Savior. Dear Lord, grant a sinner here this morning who overcometh through the faithfulness of your Son to be clothed in the white raiment of his righteousness. We know, Lord, that you will not blot out the names of your people out of the book of life, but will confess each beloved sinner before your Father and before his angels. Amen.